Welcome to the Collect and Connect podcast. I'm Ryan Kamakai, and today I'm doing something very unique. I've got my Instagram live going as well as recording this podcast live with you guys listening uh, at a later date. And so everyone that's in here right now on my IG live, thank you so much for joining me. This is going to be really fun. I think that we could try and do this more and more often. So um, what I want to talk about today is something that has has kind of been happening, and I've been talking a little bit about it more and more on my Instagram, and it's about these store exclusives and specifically what has been going on with these store exclusives selling out within minutes of release. And I do mean minutes of release. It's, it's, it's a very interesting thing going on right now. And also what's interesting is that it seems pretty relative to just venom related books, you know, and also if you look at store exclusives as a whole, you don't see a ton outside of uh, venom you see some Thor, you see Momoko, and then you see a few indies here and there, Ninja Turtles, or first issues for new indies to try and gain some uh, traction. But other than that, the majority of this stuff is focused on symbiote-related books, You and, it, and it's, it's also related to certain uh, retailers. So I don't think that this is a community as a whole issue, but if you are a Venom collector or you do like store exclusives, you're starting to see some predatory events occurring more and more and uh, i talked about this about a week or so ago and a lot of people were saying okay we know this is a one-off or hey is it really people being predatory or is it just really selling out in just a minute and so the first couple times yeah it's like okay it could be but now you're starting to see things where it's just not adding up right there's a red flag that we're seeing happening more and more and so that's a problem Right. So I had a couple of people, I posted on my Instagram story about, uh, about what happened today. So let me give you a little bit of backstory on my personal opinion and how I've been approaching these variants lately. After Venom 25, I sat back and I looked at how many store exclusives there were close to 30 covers total. If you look at Marvel and I realized how many of those I bought. Why? Because we love the covers they are really cool covers. They are awesome to collect. It's fun to collect. But then you realize that I have several hundred dollars locked up into one issue. That scared me. It scared me. I'm not, I'm going to be honest. I saw how much I've spent on either raw copies or graded copies or signed copies or this and that. And I sat back and I said, oh my God, I shouldn't have this much money locked up into a single issue. I shouldn't. And and then I, I had a throwdown Thursday with my good buddy Taj Epicomicology here on Instagram. And he we had this throwdown of are variant comics worth it? Are they good for the community? And we both took a side. We didn't know what side, so we prepared for both sides because we don't really have a bias either way. But he hit me with something that was, I guess, what you would call a truth bomb that hit me, and it still has has me shook in a, in a sense. But he said that this Venom series, he, ta- he went back to... Uh, a couple of the Venom series. And he said, okay, there's 20 issues. There's 20 covers. There's 40, you know, the next series, there was 28 issues, 60 covers. But then he broke down how many covers there have been for this issue, this series of Venom. There have been on average over nine to 10 covers per issue of Venom. Nine to 10 covers per issue of Venom. Now some, yes, only had an A and B. They may have had a, second prints but when you factor in and you start averaging out all these ones that have started having more and more exclusives nine to ten covers per issue of venom 
26 issues we're in, that means on average 260 covers for Venom. That is a long box. That is an entire long box dedicated to one series. And that's it. Now, if you break it down, if you assume that Marvel has, you know, three or four of those, we'll call them half, just, you know, just to be a little bit more conservative, we'll call them half, which means five covers on average are store exclusives, which at $20 roughly, unless you start getting graded, remarked, signed, Virgin sets this and that, we'll call them 20. That's about $100 that you're spending per issue over this, which means you've spent, what is that, $2,500? I mean, I'm, I'm doing the math quick off my head. But uh, that sounds like $2,500. It's a, yeah, you know, I'm seeing some of these people kind of giving me some, some math here that as I'm doing this off the cuff, $100 an issue, $2,500 that you've invested into Venom on every issue. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money that you don't know you're going to get back. And now you're starting to get these things where you're, you're, some people are completionists. Some people love art. Some people love Crane. Some people love Del Otto. There's some issue with going with the Mickey Mouse one a couple weeks ago. So what I'm saying and what and kind of what the point I'm getting to is after Venom 25, I said, you know what? I need to stop. I need to stop because I was doing what I think a lot of you are doing. And that is taking a buckshot approach. You don't know which book is going to get hot. So you buckshot it, right? You, you hedge it in a sense by saying, if I buy every one of them, no matter which one gets hot, I'm guaranteed to hit. Now, of course, that is a strategy that can be used, but is it an effective strategy? Is it, is it a logical strategy to be using? And so, you know, I think a lot of it too is that humans are, we are, we, we respond to fear more than anything. And so we end up, and you hear this a lot, be, you know, notice the exception to the rule, not make the rule the exception or buy low, sell high. Although ironically, the majority of people in the stock market buy high and sell low. And you think, well, why would someone buy high and sell low? Well, it's because they, they don't buy in early because they're not sure about it. It's, it's cheap. It's low price. They're like, mm, I'm not sure about it. It starts going up a little bit and you're like, ah, okay, it's getting hot. It's, it's a good stock. It's a good company. They're doing good, but can they hold it? Can they maintain it? Then they start doing really well and it starts jumping up. And now you're going, oh my God, this, this thing's riding to the top. I need to get on it. But by that point, you've already missed the ride. You're getting on the top of that roller coaster up here. And then what ends up happening is a lot of times something happens. It could be for whatever reason, there's so many variables, but it starts going down. And you're like, okay, okay, it's going down a little bit, but it'll come back up. I'm not, I'm not ready to sell. It starts going down even more. And you go, oh my God, it's, it's crashing. It's gone. It's going to go. I got to get out, 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 out. So now you've bought high and you've sold low. So what a lot of people I've seen, and, and I'm guilty of this. This is me not preaching anything because let me tell you, I've got boxes upon boxes that show that I have been doing the approach that I'm talking about now, which is a buckshot approach. We look at Venom 7, the crane, ver the crane variant, right? It didn't even get as hot as it was at the begin at, to begin with. I bought that book when it came out because I thought it was a cool cover. And it is. I love it. I have my copy. I'm not letting it go. But it wasn't that hot. It wasn't like what it is now for months and months. And before this too, there are store exclusives that have sat for months and months. You can get them at discounts. The majority of the time, you end up seeing them for discounts two months later. Or they end up in mystery boxes. 
or they end up being just thrown in as gifts on as bonuses when you buy something from them, right? Like they, this selling out is not, this selling out is not a normal thing. It's a real, it's a relevantly recent thing. So when I started seeing after Venom 25, I said, Hey, okay, I'm in too much on this thing. This is, this is getting a little crazy. That's a lot of money that I could be going towards other books that I want that are on my collecting list, my collecting goals. And so I just, as a personal approach, I said, all right, I need to sit back because instead of taking this buckshot approach, I wonder, is it better to not buy anything? Wait and see which one actually ends up being your favorite. Cause you know, three months from now, a lot of times you even love it as much as you did when you first bought it. I found myself having books where I said, why did I buy this? Was it really hot? Probably. And I felt the need to get it. But sometimes I'm like, I don't know why I bought this. And now I can't even get rid of it. I couldn't sell it for what I paid. I have boxes of those. I think we all do. So now I'm trying to take a different approach. Focus on keys. Focus on ones that are on my list that I'm wondering, how come I can't buy them? Well, you can if you start saving your money. So I'm. this is my personal approach. Again, if this is not your approach, please don't take it. Please stick to your collecting goals and, and your collecting habits. If you're a completionist, please continue collecting. But I'm not going to buy anything right now. I bought a cover A. I think I got a cover uh, second print of the Venom 25 because it was a cool cover, that uh, splash page wraparound. But other than that, I'm not sure. You know What's going to be hot two, three months from now? What is going to be worth it? And here's another thing is that we have to worry about dilution from oversaturation. When there are, are on average nine to 10 covers per issue, how can any one cover break out and become incredibly valuable when it's being held down by eight, nine other covers that are competing for attention? You end up missing a lot of these gems in the in, out there because there's just so many. How many can there be? How many covers can a person want or be willing to pay for? I don't know. But that goes back to today. Venom 26 Crane or 27 rather, sold out in minutes. And I've been getting messages. So and I need to preface that the reason I'm posting all this stuff is that I'm not angry. I'm not bitter. I'm not upset. I didn't try and get it. But I know a lot of my friends did. A lot of the collectors did because they want it. They love Crane. They love the Hummers. They have this set for the others. I'm like, I'd like to add this to my collection. Perfectly reasonable. Perfect, a perfect you know, uh, desire. But they couldn't. They actually had copies ripped out of their car as they're checking out because someone bought them all. And you're saying, well, maybe there's just that many people wanting to buy it. Possibly. But if that's the case, how come I'm seeing eBay sellers 10 minutes later having 10 plus copies? I've had two people reach out to me and say they saw a seller had 100 copies available. I haven't been able to confirm that. I asked for a screenshot. 100 copies available, even if that's true. You know, let's just let's just go with the the flow on it and assume that that's true. That can't be good. That's predatory speculating. That is exactly what I posted about last week. These people are not collectors. They're, they're in here to profit and to turn a profit. And let me tell you, six months from now, if a book is valuable, pay it. Pay that value increase because that has shown you that there is foundation under that value increase. That has shown you 
that over six months, it has continued to have desirability and that it has importance and that it has been able to withstand and break through all the other that is out there. Paying triple, quadruple 20 minutes after it was released is not a value increase. That's a pump and dump. That's a pump and dump. In the stock market, if a, if a company company IPOs at $10, you'll see it largely spike. But you know what ends up happening? The people that had those shares early end up selling it because it has spiked. And it doesn't stay high. It drops. And if I don't have pre-IPO shares, I never buy a company IPO. A lot of times it's going to come back down to those levels. You don't want to buy that pop because it goes high, but it's not based on foundation. You need foundation to validate value increase. And you're seeing that now with some of these older issues, Venom 3, 7, 9, so on and so forth. But you guys, this is not good. This is this isn't good because I talked about my my bubble, right? My comic book bubble theory. There's three elements to it. In, in, from my under, you know, that's that's my belief, that's my kind of formula for it, right? You have fool, extrapolation, and you have hurting. Fool, extrapolation, hurting. So number 1 is the fool. And I don't mean that in a derogatory sense, but that's what they call that. They call that the person who buys the book or the stock. You know, this is this is kind of pulled and in, in, in tinkered a little bit, but it's the person that buys the book last that's stuck holding it at the highest value. And that usually happens during FOMO. It usually happens when you buy it after it has spiked and you're worried about it continuing to go up. So you buy it and you end up holding it at its highest value. Extrapolation. And this is what happens to some of us and that's what ends up having you know creating the fool extrapolation is that you extrapolate that okay this book's at 30 it's now 40 it's now 50 now it's gonna be 70 80 90 100 blah 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 blah. that's not always the case a perfect example of that is immortal hulk 2 the one in 500 variant it came out the first three months of that that book was selling in a 9.8 for 800 700 500 600 i bought it two weeks ago $250. $250. Someone paid $800 for that book. That's a huge drop. Values are not permanent. Just because it gets to a high point does not mean it will stay there. Eventually, it can return. Hurting. FOMO. Seen everyone wanting it, needing it because you're worried that they know something that you don't know and that you don't want to be the one that doesn't have it. I think that's what leads us to a lot of that buckshot approach. But that desire, these, you know, being the fool, extrapolating and hurting, that's what allows people to bypass reason and go pay those exorbitant predatory prices on eBay 20 minutes after that book has been released. That book's not coming out for several months. You're not getting that book for a couple months. Are you sure you're willing to pay that money for something that far ahead that you don't know you're going to want then? That you don't know will have that value then? Now, people say, oh, it's the, it's for my PC. It's for my personal collection. I'm not selling it. I'm not trying to flip it. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I understand that. But that does not mean you should be paying those prices 
I've been, I've been talking about that. I posted my immortal Hulk the other day and I said, the key word was patience, patience. Not every book is going to become a venom three third print. And a lot of people are freaking out saying that they need to, you know, they don't want to miss the next one. Let me tell you that venom three third print didn't have that value until about two months ago. It was going up a little bit for sure. It was, it was gaining attention. Thousand dollar book. Not a chance, not a chance. So patience, do not see when you pay for these prices on eBay, whether or not it's for your personal collection or not, you are signaling to these people. It's okay to do this. I'm willing to pay that price. You are enabling them. You are furthering it. So when it happens and you get pissed that you didn't get it, you caused it. By buying from them, you caused it and told them what you are doing will be profitable. You are telling them that this is okay to do because you're willing to pay for it. And I don't care whether it's for your personal collection. You're screwing up a lot of other collectors who don't have the money to be paying that kind of that kind of fee on top of it just to get it. Now, this goes back to the stores. The second part of what I posted was that the stores, and I hate it. I'm a, I'm a big fan of capitalism in the sense that if you have a product and you have people willing to pay for it, you should be selling it and not have to restrict your product's availability to people willing to pay. I think that that's, I think that is, I think you start putting too much restriction on, on a company's product. You could damage it, but I think this is a, I think this is a special and unique time. I think this is a special and unique time and one that calls for maybe a temporary change of status for books that are selling out in minutes. I propose, and I have seen this done with other stores as well. Comics and Ponies has done this with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle releases that they knew that were going to be hot. They limited it to two or three copies per person for the first 24 or 48 hours. After that, anything that was left over was fair game. I support that. I wholly support that when it comes to these exclusives while they are hot like this. And I'm going to tell you why. And it's not just because I'm worried about fairness to collectors. Although that is a that is a major portion of it, right? Like we do want to make sure that if you want to get a cover, that you want to have access to that cover because it is limited to this one store and these amount of copies, which again is a whole other subject for another time about whether or not those are good for the hobby. But let me tell you why it's actually in the store's best interest to be doing these limitations for the first 24 hours. You create a chilling effect. A chilling effect is when something happens and people leave it because they don't trust it. And when they don't trust it, it's hard to get them to come back. Now, if I'm a collector and I've been burned the last three, four times on these store exclusives, and the next time you see a store offering this exclusive, maybe you don't go for that one because you think, why bother? The bot is just going to buy a hundred or someone's just going to buy a hundred. I don't have the ability or the financial means to pay for a hundred copies. So I can only get one, but because they're allowing him to buy a hundred, let him have it. What does that say to the customers, right? What does that say to the collectors? Because you are selling something to collectors. And if you are telling collectors, you don't have a chance to get this book 
you're going to stop trying. You're going to stop trying. And when you stop trying, you're not coming back. Once that trust is broken, it's going to be hard to get collectors to come back. Because now you feel collectors are going to feel that they weren't protected and the store was caring more about money, which arguably that's a whole different topic for a whole different time. But you're saying you're you're valuing the guy that can afford 100 copies at $20 a pop versus the person that can only afford one copy. What does that say? What does that signal to the to the customer? Or what does it signal to them when they're in the middle of checking out? It's in their cart and then it's gone. Like they were there right at that moment to get it. They were ready to pay for it. And then it was gone. It was ripped from them. How many times do you get to touch that hot stove before you realize that stove isn't worth touching? I'm not, I'm not ready to get my hopes up and then have them ripped out as I'm checking out. How long will, how many more times are you willing to have that happen before you say, this isn't worth it for me? Maybe my $20 should be spent somewhere else. Maybe I'll try and uh, buy the one in 25 variant that I know I can get because they offer that open order. You know, they have deals for that. I know I know people, I do final order cutoffs that say, hey, anyone that wants a one in 25, one in 50, any variant you can think of, no matter the ratio, you can get it. But this one, if you don't have it on in the first 30 seconds, you're not getting it. You don't have a choice. You're not, you're not, there's nothing you can do except pay triple, quadruple. Now, maybe you, maybe the spell gets broken. Maybe you're like, hey, you know what? These store exclusives aren't worth it. Like, what am I doing trying to, set my alarm to go on to give these people my money to tell them ah someone had more money than you you don't get it how many times are you willing to do that before you just give up that you're just fed up saying what's the point and then guess what happens is that slowly this will happen this will start going away people will stop buying them on ebay for these crazy prices these speculators, these predatory speculators buying 100 copies and then flipping them, they're going to stop buying those at $100 a clip, at 100 you know, copies a clip because they can't move them. So then what happens? The stores are like, hey, we're having this release. Da, da, da. No one cares. I don't care. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm done trying to get it from you. And then guess what? Now the store can't move those copies. So right now, this is like, the golden age for store exclusives because six months ago, I'm telling you guys, this was not the case. I have Venom 19, 20 and 21 store exclusives. I believe I think Venom 19 and 21, they're probably still available on their, on their website. This, I don't know if this is a permanent thing. I think this is a flash in the pan. And I think store store selling these store exclusives need to try and rein it in before they lose customers permanently. Because in six months from now, if they're not selling out 100 copies per person that are trying to flip them and people aren't coming to them because that spell has been broken, they're not sure, do I want to go back to them? I don't feel like I was a valued customer. Now they can't sell them and now we're back to square one. Two copies per person for the first 24 hours. I mean, if a book, if, if a comic, if a store exclusive cannot maintain its heat for 24 hours then 
that says something, right? Like if a store's like, hey, I'm not sure we can do that because we need to sell as many as we can. If you don't think desire will be there after 24 hours at two, a co- uh, two per customer, maybe that book's not worth buying. You're telling me that you have a window smaller than 24 hours to sell as many copies as you can? Now, here's another alternative. Say they're like, you know, that seems like a lot of work. That seems like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I, okay, I understand it. What about releasing them in batches? Now, the Spawn 300 New York Comic Con Gold variant had a very similar approach to this. They had, I think it was uh, 150 copies. I can't remember the exact print run, but it was three days. They released 50 copies per day at a maximum of two per customer. And that thing still had a line three hours long from what I was told. I wasn't able to be there. Now, what about doing that? What about doing batch release? You know, maybe does that not always fix the problem because those speculators can, you know, use their bots three days in a row or, you know, this and that, that might be the case, but you know what? Maybe not everyone's available at Saturday at 9 a.m. Maybe people are available Friday at 5 p.m., Sunday at 10 a.m. Give people access. That's all people want. They want to give you their money. They're here to give you their money. Give them access. Let them buy it. Let me tell you, build client relationships. You will have them longer term. Some of these stores have some of the best customer service I've ever dealt with. Some of them have, I, I, I've never had one bad experience with KRS Comics. They have been above board, so nice, so kind. And so accommodating if it, with any issues. I'll never speak bad on KRS Comics. They don't do a cover that is just like every issue, four issues deep, you know, whatever. I respect KRS, absolutely. They do really well. I think what happened today with KRS was was a uh, not an indictment on KRS, but more on like these people buying these types of copies, right? But let me tell you, there's also a store that has an order of mine over a year. It has been 14 months since I placed my order. I have not gotten it back. I haven't gotten it. I have called several times, emailed several times. I've spoken to them on the phone several times. Message them, Facebook, message them, email, message them, Instagram. I don't have my books. And no, it's not the it's not the store that you're thinking of. I know who you're thinking of and it's not them. They do a lot of exclusives. I don't have my San Diego Comic-Con 2019 order that I pre-ordered like a month or two before San Diego Comic-Con 2019. You have $400 of my money. I want my books. I want my money. Give me one or the other. But you know what they did? They lost me as a customer. I had eight pages. I'm not lying. I had eight pages of orders with this store. I have not placed a single order with them since that order because they haven't delivered. I don't trust you with my money. I don't trust you that I'm going to get my product. Pretty soon, I'm going to have to start naming your store to try and, I don't know, find some way, some iota of either getting my money back or my order. I shouldn't have to work this hard to give you $400 to get product. 
Now you're starting to hear me get very frustrated. You're starting to hear me get animated. You're starting to hear some real passion from me on this. This is not going to be dissimilar for those dealing with these store exclusives and having them bought out in a minute. I promise you others will become like me and they will not buy from you anymore. You didn't put their needs first. You put these people allowing them to buy a hundred copies in 20 seconds. And so that's where you start feeling this in this passion, this anger, and that's what you don't, you do not want resentment. That is the one attitude in business that you don't want your customer to have towards you. You can have them be angry at you. You can have them be ecstatic with you. You can have them be in love with you. But the minute they resent you, you're gone. They're gone. That customer's not coming back. I'm not, I'm not coming back. I'm not going back to that store. Why would I? Why would you? Why would you? Go to a store that in two minutes says you can't have one. Now, I've said it before. I'm all about capitalism. I'm all about profiting when your product is worthy of it. But those people, you know what? You know what? If you want me to relate to something outside of comics, I'm more than happy to do that. Xbox. Xbox, iPhones, Playstations, things of that nature. When they're first released, they sell out quick. You end up seeing them sell for a lot more on eBay. People need to have it now. Two months from now, that they're in stock. You can buy them at regular price. I've, I remember seeing iPhones selling for $1,000 when they were like $500. Wait, you know, this is kind of aging me. Hours after release because people were wanting it right then and there. A week later, I was able to go get it. But you know, with store exclusive, they, you don't have that opportunity to get it at a later date. Protect the customers and you're going to keep your customers. You protect predatory speculators. You're protecting your short-term profit, but you're putting your long-term viability in strong jeopardy. Because people are getting burned out. People are getting burned out from the whole litany of Covers that we are being inundated with. Emails that shout first solo cover, virgin variant limited to 12 copies. I don't know, make up a number. I've got, I mean, how many, you know, we wait for it, right? It's almost like we expect it. How many stores are going to release their cover? All right. And they expect you to pay 20, 30, 40, 50, 100, 200, right? How many of those are you willing to buy? Especially if they won't even give you a chance to buy it. I don't know. But enough about me. I haven't been able to read this stuff because on the IG live, a lot of you guys have done, been saying a lot of great comments and uh, I haven't been able to read them because otherwise I'll get you know lost in my, my focus. But I'd love to hear from you guys. Right now on Instagram live, we got about 22 people here right now. Let me know. Tell me what you guys think. And, you know, uh, one of my buddies, Symbiote, Symbiote Collector 13, Gary, saying they had partners, all of them. So, yeah. So here's another thing. With store exclusives, with partnering, it does a, it does a lot of things, right? So it, it hedges and minimizes their exposure on costs up front. 
and it also gets them quadruple sometimes the exposure so it helps them sell but i, I don't know gary what you were what you're going with that but um i was just reading as that as i go but if you're in here let me know what you guys um what you guys think if you agree with me i've been getting a lot of people saying they agree with me i've had a lot of people say stop being a baby about it and you know whatever you know again I don't, I don't think anyone's being a baby about it. I don't think that someone should expect to have copies ripped out of their cart as they're paying. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I, I know that some stores even have it where once it's in your cart, it's in, it's in your cart and you're protected for like four minutes or something like that to allow you to check out and, and things of that nature. Um, but we're seeing <laughs> Maddie second prints are greater than store exclusives. Second print, Maddie, he is, he's on, and you know what, Maddie, that's a different conversation I'd like to have. I think Marvel is playing for pennies and nickels by putting these characters new, these characters first appearances on second and later printings or putting them on store exclusives or allowing them to be on store exclusives. But that's a different, different video for a different time. Um, I was saying, Oh yeah. It, it's not just one store. It's all of them. It's all of them. And again, it's, it's all of them because they don't have protections put in place to prevent it from happening because they don't, you know what? They don't hear from you guys. Let them know. Say, Hey, I was trying to check out. It was ripped from my cart, put in place protections. Otherwise I'm not buying anymore. Stores care once their financial bottom line is affected and they, and you let them know like, Hey, these, pre that guy, you know, Oh man, that's what I'm trying to say. Like this guy, Oh, all right. We'll just see what, let me see what other people have to say. Uh, poor business ethics to not allow customers to get a single copy in the first hour. People had the books in their carts and before they could pay for the items. Yeah, they were gone. It was, um, they don't care for the most part. A lot of them want the cash. There are a lot of bots running through these sites. Again, short-term win, long-term loss. Because again, you're, they're reaping the benefit now. But when you guys, I'm reading all these things, Funko, Usigre, all these people, are you guys going to continue buying from them if you don't even have a shot? Am I going to go and try and play LeBron James one-on-one -on -one if I know that man's going to block everything I have for the life of me? I'm going to go, hey, you know what? You win. I'm not playing one-on-one -on, -one on LeBron. I don't care how good I think I am. The guy's six, eight and legendary all-time basketball player, right? So if someone said, Hey, come on up, play LeBron James one-on-one. -on -one, no, thank you. Same thing right now. These guys, these bots are matumboing you. They're saying, no, 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 no. You don't get these. I get these, right? It's it <laughs> like, what are you supposed to do? Put your money elsewhere. Put my Venom suit on. I got Agent Venom staring me down right now. He's looking at me and he's like, hey, I don't like this. And you know what? A lot of people I've talked to, Gary, I'd love to have you on. You know what? We'll do we'll do a podcast for sure because Gary's got some great insight. He's got a lot of inside uh, knowledge on how things work. He's been around this a lot longer than I. But I've had a lot of people tell me they're burned out. They're like, dude, I'm over these variants. I'm over these. And it's not because, and, and you know what? They were over it just because of the plethora of them that they were. It's just like a cornucopia of just symbiotes being thrown at you, thrown at you, this, 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 right? But they were really over it when they're like, I think one of my buddies told me that the, the Clayton Crane Virgin uh, Road Tour variant 
was like 30 bucks on his website. Someone has it listed on their, on their eBay right now for $350. Screw you. Screw you guy. Mm -mm. $30, $350 now. But you know why he does it? Because someone buys it. Someone pays for it. It enables him. It does take the joy out of collecting. Exactly. It takes the joy out of it because it feels like it's a rig. It feels like it's, it, it doesn't become, and you know what? Here's another thing is when is the last time we actually talked about the story of Venom? I don't see anyone talking about the story of Venom. They care about what happens in the story as it relates to the value of other books or other covers. No one's talking about the story. All my feed is, is just this cover release, this cover release, this cover release, blah, 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 blah. Hey, how about the actual story? How about the interior art? There's three prongs to comic books. Art, interior and cover, literature, the writing, the actual damn story in it, and the collectability. You need all three for that stool to sit and not fall over. Right now, all I'm hearing is collectability. I'm not hearing story or art. That stool is going to fall over. Gary, they have turned Venom into the 80s Wolverine and 90s Deadpool. I mean, I, I, don't, I, I don't collect those characters, but I, I mean, I can't, uh, I can't argue it. I don't, I don't really know that as well, but, you know, obviously, for sure, if, if that's what you believe. Um, I feel the investment is driving motivator these days instead of people buying a comic that excites them. That should terrify you guys. It terrifies me. I'm only buying cover, like cover A's. And I bought like one, I think, like I said, I bought a, a second print because I thought it was really cool. Ask my boys. I talked to a good amount of people on here and they, they will all confirm. I've said the exact same thing to them. I'm not buying, I'm not buying ratio variants that are new ones coming out. I'm not buying store exclusives because here's the other thing for all these store exclusives that come out, they get the ratio variants. So for every store exclusive cover A, there's an additional 31 and 100, right? Like there's, there's, it, there's, it's not really a one in 100. And you're also giving a lot of power to one store to lord over that. I saw a store that said, oh, look, whoops, <laughs> we found these in our warehouse. Uh-oh. They were like one in 500 or one in 1,000 variants. And they had like seven of them. They're like, oh, hey, <laughs> going through our old warehouse here, found a couple of one in 1,000s. Let's just flood that market, devalue anyone that's bought it one recently, because guess what? Seven just became available. All right. Jeb, not special anymore. Oversaturated. These are terrifying words. When collectors like infamous Jeb, symbiote collector, these guys live and breathe venom. They're saying we're done. And I'm sure a lot of you also are the same. What does that mean? What does that say three months from now? Hey, who remembers Absolute Carnage? Who remembers all those books that came out for all those variants? Very few have retained value. The problem is collectors should be able to get a book at list price when it's released instead of being... Um, <laughs> sodomized by scalpers just because the store won't put a limit on books. It's um, yeah. 
I, I had to clean that up a little bit, but you know, I appreciate the the image because it was it was very vivid and, and honest. There is something brewing in this community. And I don't mean to be that guy that the sky is falling, the sky is falling, because that is it's it's not helpful. It's just uh it's like that guy that says that there's something coming and then he says it every day, and then when it does happen, he's like, I told you it was coming. Well, no, you didn't tell me it was coming. You just said it every day. And eventually, you know, law of probability, law of averages, you're going to be right. <laughs> you know, like, hey, tomorrow there's going to be a storm. If I say that for the next six months, I'm going to be right one day. But you're not right because you called it or you saw it. You just want, you know, you're just saying, ah, the sky is falling. But I really think that there's something brewing here. I'm really starting to see something. Now, I don't think it's a variant problem. A lot of people used to say, oh, there's too many variants. There's too many variants. And I think they're speaking both ratio, store, otherwise, or even cover price. Sometimes there's like seven cover price variants. I don't necessarily believe it's variants that are the issue. I think it's greed. I think greed is the hubris that comes before the fall. We've seen this in... The stock market. I know I, I related back to stock market. A lot of people kind of feel that for better or worse. But look at it. Look at the 2000 stock market crash bubble. It was, it was because there were companies that were getting billions of dollars of valuation that had no product and had no profitability and had no you know runway for profitability. They were burning cash as fast as it was coming in. And then it, it, it pops, right? Because greed, 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 greed. 2007, the housing market, predatory financing, predatory mortgage, greed, right? Greed is, you know, and I've said that, and I've, I feel like I've said this in other videos, but let me say it again here. Pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. And I understand that it could be kind of a crass term, but I, it's kind of like the imagery behind it, right? Pigs get fat. Hogs get slaughtered because when you're the fattest pig on that farm, guess what they're coming for? They're coming for you. So when I sell, and a lot of people said, man, you know what? I love the prices of your books that you sell. You sell them at fair prices. Sometimes I like to actually be lower than what they're going for. And it's not because I'm trying to take less money. It's because I want you to have more money to spend on other stuff that I have. Why, why would I take top dollar and have you buy one thing, but take a little bit less? Maybe you get three things. Make your money stretch further. Again, this is about collectors. Why am I trying to take all of your money for one book? Save some money. I don't, you know what? I never, ever, ever like to be the high seller of a book. That looks bad on you. I don't like it. I'd rather prefer to be like middle, middle of the pack, a little bit high, high above middle, right? Because, you know, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. Right now, it seems like there's a lot of hogs out there. I'm starting to see a lot of hogs, starting to look like a county fair out there, ready to get like that blue ribbon. You know, Ustigre, hey, you know what? Here's a fun story. He got a book from my live claim sale. A Venom 9 1 in 10 variant. I still have it. I have to ship it out. So I'll get that to you, buddy. Venom 9 1 in 10 variant. He got for 30 bucks. Buddy, you're going to make a killing on that. 
you're gonna make a <laughs> if you ever decide to sell i'm not even if you keep it you know congratulations that book was always selling for more than what i sell it for you know everyone wants to charge gucci prices for nike sweatpants right it's a nike it's not gucci if it's gucci sell sell for gucci prices but i see a guy i see guys out there for raw copies of a one in 100 that are selling for a hundred dollars and there's a guy out there that has one 9.8 selling it for a thousand dollars i could buy every single one in 100 raw copy on ebay get them all graded one of them's probably going to hit 9.8 and i will still be in it for half of what this guy's trying to sell it for you will never sell that book and guess what now i have extras I can sell them for what I paid for, or if the value's gone up, sell them for what the value increase has been on them. Why? You may hit sometimes, but then here's another thing is people start to recognize who you are as that seller. Like, oh, that's that guy that's going to try and get me for everything that I got. I don't know. Short, short-lived. City Limits is in here. A ton of them. I don't know what you're talking about, but uh, well, yeah. Uh, ultimate fallout for one in 25 i actually did a video on that that is one that uh i don't know i can't speak on that because uh i don't collect miles so i don't have ultimate fallout for but at the same time nine thousand for a modern <laughs> hey you know what? who am i to speak venom three third prints over a thousand dollars right now okay that's that's not even a ratio that's a third print I don't know. And uh, tell them I got an auction on. Oh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I, I put an auction up that was for Venom 1 through 11. <laughs> well, this actually makes me seem kind of stupid. <laughs> but I had an auction that I put up uh, Venom 1 through 11 that uh, Ustigre got for $31.50 for the whole series, including the special variants and the free comic book day. So you got a three, seven, nine, one, two, five, nine, whatever. One through 11 for $31. What are we doing, guys? We are all collectors. And these stores, these stores, they're they're supposed to be part of like helping provide. Venom 7 Crane wasn't the first cover appearance of anything, right? Like it wasn't, it was just a cool cover. That's what, that's what the store exclusives are for. Providing cool art that gives us alternatives outside of the Marvel published covers. One of my favorite covers is the Troy Venom 7 variant. I bought it not knowing that Dylan was in Venom 7 cameo. Cool art, cool art. That's what this is about, cool art. Giving artists the opportunity to showcase their art or what they would have done, you know, to give collectors alternatives. But it's starting to feel like a money grab. It's starting to, and, and you know, people say, well, duh, Ryan, right? Duh. But more so than late, you know, more so now than, you know, in the past. And there's a reason that a lot of these stores don't last a long time. Hey, who remembers Hastings? Hastings variants. I got some of them. They're not around anymore. 
a ton of hogs out there. That's right. A lot of a lot of big hogs looking for that blue ribbon. All right. Get, put some uh, lipstick on the pig there. Your quickest way to lose customers in your business is to continually gouge people over and over. The guys with fair prices and ethics are the most successful. That's business 101. Thank you for that comment, by the way. That's business 101. I mean, honestly, if I read that to someone and they said, well, yeah, no, duh. Yes, no, duh. But you start seeing some money coming in and all of a sudden you start changing who you are and people notice. Be Target, be Walmart. You know, Apple's expensive, but you know what? They provide some great product. But if not Apple, you know, be a fan of, you know, Microsoft, whoever it is, right? They are successful because they give you good prices. Costco. My God, Costco. Do you know Costco doesn't make money on anything that they really sell in their store? Costco's entire model for profitability is on membership fees. Why do you think you can get a full rotisserie chicken for like four bucks? I read an article recently on this and they were talking about how during the pandemic in which things are becoming more and more expensive or chickens becoming like $10, Costco is still churning them out at $4 because they sell them in bulk. They sell them at their cost, which, okay, if you want to start getting into legal ethics and, and uh, antitrust law, you cannot sell something for less than what it costs because that is price manipulation and that's what uh, got a lot of like the mama pops to be in trouble because big box stores could undercut them and even take a loss temporarily to shut those stores down. So you're not allowed to charge anything that is less than what your cost is. Okay. Cause that's price manipulation. That's price fixing. That's a whole bunch of other antitrust legal issues, but there's no, there's no one that says, Hey, you can, you can sell it for what you paid for people say, well, that's kind of stupid. Why not make a profit off of it? Because they make profit off of their membership fees. They make profit so they can, and you know what, what's really cool about them is that they can, they can calculate and say, Hey, 150 bucks a year. And we know we're going to have X amount of, of uh, subscribers. So we can know that these are our costs and then we'll sell everything at our cost. And that's pretty easy. Right? So another thing, another really cool one, Netflix. I just read an article about this. I think on one of our, our comic book uh, websites that Netflix, if you stop watching for a few months, they're going to stop billing you. They're not because sometimes people forget that they're still subscribed to a, a service. And the and Netflix said, Hey, if you're not watching for a couple months, we're gonna stop billing you. And then when you come back, we'll start it back up. What multi-billion dollar company have you ever heard of that said they're gonna do that? Like, hey, if you're not watching, we're not gonna charge you. But guess that's what what that is going to do. Get a really good reputation for people. One good experience goes to one person. Bad experiences go to three. You know what? That's a really good thing. It, it can take you years to build a reputation. It takes you years of good reviews to build that reputation. But one bad re one bad review can cost you a lot. And that's why I'm not trying to be that guy to call that store out that has had my book for 14 months. Because I'm not trying to be that guy. Because I feel like that's not going to get me anything. But know that there is a store out there, and I hope they're watching. One day I will make it known who they are. 14 months. I had eight pages of purchases. Now, zero. Double A Comics. What's up, Aaron? Uh, that's what the Walmart did 
to uh, to where I grew up. Ran everyone out of business. Then prices went up. It's illegal. Can't do that. But what you can do is sell it for your cost, charge a little bit more for membership. Boom. That's what this community is all about. Reputation. Sacto. Great to see you, buddy. Fantastic point. It's all about community. This is a small community. Even like the big names in the community are tiny compared to like when you talk about really actually being big, right? Like 19, 20,000 followers in this community is a lot, is a lot. In the mainstream of the world, they're like, hey, if you have less than like 600,000, you can't even make that your full-time job. We are a small community, a small community. And when you're, when you're, product is only being marketed to a small community, right? Like small. And you alienate that small community. There goes your profit margin. There's your, there goes your ability to be profitable or even just, you know, just able to survive. And that's why LCSs are constantly going out of business. It's a hard business, but then they start doing things like selling a silver surfer, black number one, second print for $15 on release day. I'll never forget that. I live out here in Las Vegas. There's a big store out here. I walk in to go get one. Two copies were sitting, $15. I went in midday because no one wanted to pay $15 for a cover price book the day it came out. And guess what? I have held on to that anger and resentment, key word of this, resentment since then. I will not buy from them. You have shown me that your loyalty is to try and squeeze blood from a stone. You don't get my money. You have to earn my business. I don't have to convince you to give you money. You have to convince me to give you my money. Where are we in this world right now where they think that you're just, I'll just give you, what is that? $15 on a $4 book? I'm going to give you nearly 400% markup. 400% markup three hours after the book came out and you thought that you deserved to ask for that. I mean, comics, uh, nothing irritates me more. Found an LCS in Wichita Falls and they had an LCS without prices. They look it up on eBay and price at the register. What? I I don't I don't have empathy for these stores. I don't. I don't have empathy for those stores. If they go out of business, it's because of their own fault. Wade is probably the greatest, one of the greatest LCSs that I do those FOCs for. Because his pricing is so fair. And I do this at FOC because if you want 40 copies of something, he'll give you 40 copies at cover. Hell Arisen 3 came out that day and went skyrocketing. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't get one of these. I need one of these. And I wrote him. I said, hey, wait, do you have any Do you have any left over? He's like, yeah, I got one. I said, okay, how much are you asking for it? He said, cover price. Thank you. You lost maybe 15 bucks that day. But guess what? You've gained hundreds of more from me over the months following. Stop playing small ball.
you start nickel and diming, you're going to end up with nickels and dimes. That's all there is to it. And that's what's going on with these store exclusives. Small ball. All right. So with that, it says I got two minutes remaining on here. I'm on that hour countdown. I've been ranting and rambling enough. I hope everyone has been able to put in their comments. I'm sorry if I wasn't able to get to everyone, but um, Wade is fantastic. I'll do a video tomorrow of what, or tomorrow Monday of what's up for final order cutoff. Protect yourself from FOMO. Get books at final order cutoff, and you'll never have to overpay for those books when they get hot. Collect what you know. Love what you collect. Collect and connect. You know all those things. Wrap it up. If those stores do not abide by those beliefs, do not give them your money. I know a much better place you can put that. You can put to books that actually go to stores that care about you. All right. And if there's any stores watching for the temporary time being, please put a limit on your orders. Not for me. I'm not buying any, but for these people out here that are, and you're going to see that you're going to profit much longer, much better from those stores who do not be the first one to put those limits in place. And you will have those customers when all this blows up. With that, buyers have all the power. Yes, exactly. With that, thank you so much, everyone who stayed. This was a long one. I appreciate you guys. I hope you guys got something good from this. I hope you guys feel better. I feel it was a little cathartic for me. It felt a little bit like I was able to have a, a talk with my friends. So thank you guys, everyone. Please be safe. Please be healthy. And please. Do not fall victim to those who do not care about you other than the money that they take from you. A fool and his money will be parted. Do not be that fool. Keep your money. With that, I love you all. I respect you all. And I will remain with you guys. All right? Please be safe. Have a good one. Bye.